Hey, Slingers, welcome back. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about Fio. Now, what does that mean? We're going to tell you all about it. Stick around. We'll break it down. Hey, you're looking for a jump on your own indie author career, but kind of confused about where to start? I got the place for you. Check out Draft to Digital. That's where you're going to be able to convert your manuscript, distribute it worldwide online, and get help the whole way from the best author support there is. Trust me on this one. So go check out Draft to Digital at drafttodigital.com slash wordslinger. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Well, hello there. This is Kevin Thompson, the Word Slinger, and uh, I am back. I am back from uh, my trip to Orlando and Indie Book Fest. And I will confess to uh, Disney World and <laughs> Universal Studios, which my brain for some reason always wants to call Orlando Studios. Do you ever have anything like that happen to you? Just uh, that, for some reason, constantly, I am mentally referring to it as Orlando Studios. Um, had a great time. Uh, it was good to, to have some downtime. That, that was fun. Uh, spent the entire weekend at parks, walking my feet off, uh, that sort of thing. But the uh, the conference itself was uh, amazing. Uh, met some with some great folks. Uh, got to hang out with some, some people that I only really get to see at that conference. Uh, and then I had some meetups at some other um, some other sort of mini conferences and things that I attended. Um, so it was a good time. It was a good week. Uh, and I had a great time there. So um, now that I'm back, I, you know, and I had to miss out on a couple of weeks there of episodes, at least one week of episodes, uh, I wanted to talk about something. This is something that's come up with, my, with me and Kara, uh, my wife, in case you're just tuning in for the first time. Uh, Kara and I are, uh, we have a, this interesting sort of lifestyle, and it all evolves, evolves around, or revolves rather, around um, this principle of figure it out. Uh, this is kind of a new way to encapsulate what we do, but it is, it is very much, um, what, it is very much, uh, it's a very good description of it. <laughs> figure it out, or FIO, F-I-O. Um, so here's the deal. <clears throat> the whole principle is, you go into every scenario, every situation, uh, you figure out what the challenges are, you decide, you determine what the challenges are, then you you start figuring out how best to deal with them, and then you do the thing you figure out. I know it sounds overly simplified, uh, but for some reason, it's really complicated for people, or, it's, or it starts to feel really complicated. Uh, but the reality is, it's it's all just sort of looking around and determining what resources you have, what you know, what you don't have and what you don't know, what you need versus what you want, um, and then sometimes just adjusting the plan. So, for example, um, you know, we are uh, considering getting back on the road. There are challenges involved in that. One of those is, you know, do we stick with the RV that we have or do we try to get a new um you know, smaller RV or a small van or a camper or something along those lines. 
and uh, you know, so we're we're doing the research, figuring that out. Uh, but there was a time, there was a point in there where we were looking at vans, and uh, one of the deals that we had kind of fell through, and uh, we were talking about alternatives, and I and I said to Kara, you know, we actually do own an RV. <laughs> we don't we don't have to you know kill ourselves trying to get something. Uh, figure out how to get something. We actually have something. Um, and it was like <clears throat> a sudden revelation, you know. Uh, and so we stopped, we reconsidered, what do we have, what do we need, what do we want? And uh, and then we made some changes to the plan. So that's a that's kind of an example. Uh, when it comes to your writing, you know, there's there are there are some things that you might want to consider and uh, think about and uh, so I've talked before <clears throat> and sorry my throat's kind of doing its thing this morning I've talked before about um, you know this idea of sort of bootstrapping your your writing career I talk a lot about it now this this week this past week I really got to talk about it and really got to explore it um, I have this so I have coming up in November, I'm going to be talking. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have a panel about bootstrapping your writing career at the uh, 20 Books Vegas conference. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, and I've really been putting some things into practice. So he, here's the deal: when I travel, I try to carry as little as possible. I try to go as minimalist as I can, and I've learned a few things on the past few trips: uh, what I really need, what I don't really need. I tend to overpack, you know. I'm one of those contingency packers, uh, but I'm I'm looking at this and thinking, um, what do I really need to accomplish when I'm on this trip, and what do I need to accomplish that? <clears throat> now I could go into a whole thing about minimalist packing, which is something I, I'm getting very interested in. <laughs> but as a writer, a sort of minimalist writer approach. Um, now I I tend to carry like my laptop. Sometimes I carry also my uh, my iPad Pro, which is a 12 inch, 12.9 inch uh, iPad. <clears throat> I carry my phone. I carry a little keyboard for my phone. Uh, I sort of overdo it just because I know, you know, well, just because I I feel like I want to have lots of options. I don't want to feel like I left something at home that I'm going to need or whatever. Uh, but the truth is. I spent this past week, just like I have in, on a lot of previous trips, um, doing all my writing on my phone. <clears throat> now I have this little Logitech keyboard, uh, and gosh, I keep <laughs> I keep forgetting the model number, and I'll see if I can track it down while I'm talking here. But uh, I have this little portable Logitech keyboard, battery powered. <clears throat> it's not rechargeable. It's just just runs on standard. I think. Uh, triple-a batteries actually um and it's bluetooth and so i can connect it's a three and it's a three device keyboard okay <clears throat> so this little guy goes with me everywhere in my backpack and i'm able to uh pull that out and, and connect it to my phone and do some writing now i also write directly on my phone's keyboard sometimes which i know is baffling to some folks but um this is, uh, you know, this is part of the flexibility, okay? So here's the deal. I have the Logitech. It's the K380 multi-device Bluetooth keyboard made by Logitech. And this guy uh, is probably, I've tried a ton of folding keyboards. In fact, I searched my Amazon order 
uh, history for for keyboards, and I have five pages of keyboards <laughs> because I'm I'm constantly trying out new keyboards for you. <laughs> Actually, I used to do the same thing with pins, uh, pen and paper sets. Um, anyway, this one, the K380. I'll try to remember that for next time. It's portable. I can uh, it can connect to multiple devices, but it's perfect for carrying around with me. I can just uh, it, 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 here's the deal. It's like a twenty nine dollar, twenty five to twenty nine dollar keyboard, depending on where you find it. Under thirty bucks. That's a lot cheaper than having to replace, say, a laptop or a an iPad if it gets stolen or broken or whatever. <clears throat> it's lightweight. It's durable. Has great keys. You know. Nice travel, all the things that you uh, <laughs> that you hear about when people review keyboards. Uh, it fits very well. It's a it's a full size keyboard. It's comfortable for my for my big beefy hands to use. And I have a little kickstand that I got for my um, iPhone that I pop out and I put that on my on the uh, tabletop surface. I'm holding it right now, illustrating to myself. Um, and that allows me to tilt it at a nice comfortable angle and. Um, Sit and do some writing, and I, I use Scrivener, the mobile Scrivener app, uh, the iOS app. But you could use anything. You could use Google Docs or whatever. Now here's the deal that that is part of the the FIO principle, right? It's figure it out. It's figure out what you actually need to do the work, and then you know make sure that you have access to that. Uh, if you don't have access to it, what else could you do? Um, I also carry with me a little Moleskine notebook. Little leather. I I like the soft cover, um, smaller pocket-sized moleskines. <clears throat> I have a pen. Oh, this is a great illustration, actually. <laughs> I have a, I have my favorite type of pen. It's this is, uh, um, I think it's pen. Is it Pentel? I can barely see. Uh, let me click on a light. Ah, there we are. I know you can't see anything, but I can. And it is Pentel. Alright, so it's a Pentel little gel pen. Um, costs like 20 bucks, actually. It's not, not the cheapest of pens. Uh, but it's not the most expensive pen I own either. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but this little guy, uh, I carry. I have like three or four of them. I carry one in every bag. Um, and I have my little Moleskine. And so I sit and journal every morning. One of the first things I do with my day. And... Uh, the yesterday morning, I, I was at a Starbucks, and I sat down to journal, and my the pen was out of ink. I started to write, and it just kind of fizzled out on me. Uh, so I thought, well, I can wait until I get home. But it was always it's always very frustrating to me when I start a journal entry, especially because I date it, I date it, and put the time on it. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'm gonna have to figure this out. I'm gonna have to finish this entry somehow. And I thought, well, I could ask. The folks at Starbucks for a pen. I'm sure someone has one. Um, but what do I have? What resources do I actually have that I could put to work? Now, I didn't have my bag with me. I didn't have anything with me. Except I have my Swiss Army knife. Which is something I try to carry all the time. I can't carry it when I fly. I could. I have. I used to carry it with me in my, uh, uh, when I, my check baggage. And then I'd carry it around and I'd have to remember to recheck it. But after uh, nearly losing it at the airport one time, because <laughs> I forgot to check it, and because I'm starting to try to do carry-on only, I'm not able to travel with my with my Swiss Army knife as much. Um, 
But anyway, I digress. I, so it has a little uh, pin. It's basically like a little pin cartridge that's embedded in it. Very difficult to hold and write long term, but if you just needed to make a quick note, it's uh, it's there. Um, so I thought, well, I could use that. And I, I started to use that, and I thought, well, you know, it would be much more comfortable if I had a full-on stylus, you know. So I opened the my Pintel pen, took out the innards, <laughs> put the little cartridge for from my Swiss Army knife in there, took the empty cartridge of the Pintel pen and pushed it down in there so that it would um, create some pressure uh, so that I could write without the thing sinking back into the pen. And then I wrote my, my journal entry. So that that's an example of FIO. That's figuring it out. Um, so in your writing career, there are going to be a lot of times like this. Now, it's not just this is not just about the mechanics of writing. Sometimes it's about the marketing. Sometimes it's about the, uh, you know, the craft. Um, if you are stuck on a scene, what can you do? What resources do you have to help you get past this uh, muddy middle or wherever you're stuck? Um, I like to use a process called looping, where I go back and I reread. Uh, up to the point I, I go back to a, you know I may go back to an arbitrary point but typically I go back to like the beginning of a chapter or maybe even to the beginning of the book depending on you know how bad things are uh, and I read and rewrite and edit my way back to where I was stuck and then I let the momentum of that carry me through and finish this finish the story um, you can use a process like that or you can use uh, you know I have these story dice <laughs> <laughs> which you can buy at you know Barnes Noble or wherever, and uh, they have little icons on them, and it's kind of a game where you roll it and you you see the little icons and you tell a story based on what you see. Uh, you could use something like that to jar yourself uh, past a point where you're stuck. Um, so if you have something like that, you know, uh, you can get your phone out or whatever and uh, get online and uh, just randomly select a news story. And read that news story and maybe try to incorporate a detail from that news story into the book to help you move forward. See, there's all kinds of resources you can use to move yourself forward when you're stuck in a story. When it comes to marketing, so the point of marketing is to make sure that your books are available to the right reader, to your ideal reader, at the time that they're ready to buy them. You want to make them known to your reader. That's the discoverability thing, right? You know, make sure your book is known to your reader and that it is available for them where they buy books, when they buy books. So, knowing these things, these are the knowns, right? So now we deal with the unknowns and we, we file, we figure it out. We, we say, okay, look, my ideal reader likes to visit this one group on Facebook that talks about, well, if you happen to write, for example, um, uh, a nonfiction uh, diet and exercise book. Uh, my ideal reader hangs out in this fitness forum on Facebook. Now you you can't just go in and start spamming that forum, but you can become part of the conversation there. Um, and then maybe you ask the uh, the the people running it, the admins of the forum, if you could do something special. Maybe uh, maybe you want to give away ten signed physical copies of the book to the first 10 people who sign up to your mailing list and say, you know, you want to offer this to the, to the group. They might, they might let you. And if you've been an active participant in that group, 
you got a much better chance of that. If you, if you haven't been spamming them the whole time, if you've been an active participant in conversations, if you've been kind, if you've been helpful, you have a chance to, um, to get the thing you need. Uh, so that's one idea. Um, you might try, you know, maybe, uh, if you write, you know, like I write archeological thrillers, um, I might try reaching my readers on, on, you know, Facebook forums uh, or Facebook groups that appeal to that, that set. So people who like Indiana Jones, um, so that's Facebook, but there's also, you know, you can become involved in groups elsewhere, uh, Reddit, you know, you can get into the Reddit community, you can get into, uh, all kinds of places online, uh, or, you can do things like uh, attend a, um, a conference, or a reader-facing conference, get yourself a booth, you know, get yourself a table, set your books up, do some, do some talking, uh, do some uh, meeting and greeting and shaking hands and uh, introducing yourself. Um, you can carry little giveaway cards with you. I do this. Um, little cards that give away a free copy of your book, of a book, right? Or a short story or something that you use to entice people to get on your mailing list. So when I am riding an Uber, <laughs> uh, every time I take an Uber, which is a lot, by the way, um, or I'm in a restaurant, or I'm at a coffee shop, um, I uh, when I'm talking to the Uber driver, I invariably mention that I'm an author. And invariably they ask about how to find my books. And I give them a card to go get a free book. Now that's one person at a time, but you. But how many people does that Uber driver come in contact with throughout a day, in a week, in a month? So make a good impression, and suddenly someone else might start doing the marketing for you, right? Um, so this is it. This is file. This is figure it out. This is asking yourself the question. And I, do, I use a journaling technique for this sometimes that might help you. Um, and I do it in my little moleskin that I was telling you about. But so. Um, I have this I, this notion, uh, this belief that you can ask yourself a question and just start free writing answers and you'll start coming up with some good answers. Sometimes you come up with some answers that aren't all that great, that, don't, that won't really work for you. But the more you do this, the better those answers are going to get. It's kind of like training your subconscious to tell you the good stuff, to, to vet ideas. And what happens is when you do things like this, um, you start you start seeing opportunities out in the world, and you kind of your subconscious will catalog them, will keep them in the back pocket, right? Uh, a good example of this is um, there's a uh, Glennis Campbell. Uh, if if you know her work, um, she sent the draft to digital offices a Christmas ornament that looks like one of her books, um, the cover of her book, right? And I thought, well, that's a great idea. Well, I was thinking about the uh, like yesterday. And realized, you know, that would be great if I could get some ornaments like those for my book. So I reached out to her and asked her where she got them, and she, we've been talking. And so that was a resource I was able to pull out of my back pocket. That's a marketing tool that I'm going to be able to use. Um, and how I use it is up to me, but that, that's another thing I figure out. <laughs> so FIO. Um, so this is, this is, to me, this is the... This is the ultimate way to, to live your life is constantly keeping track of uh, how to how to get the things you need or want, you know, using the resources you have. Uh, going back just just a bit to that journaling thing, because I didn't quite explain it. But what I do is I write the question out um, 
So how can I, you know, this is just an example. How can I market my books? Okay. Uh, let's just, let's take it a step further. How can I market my books with no money? And then I'll write three to five thing, answers to that question. Put a little dash, write the first one. Put another little dash, write the next one. Um, and it might be things like, uh, oh, let's see, uh, join a Facebook group and actively participate. That's one, that's one example we've already talked about. Um, maybe with no budget, you know, maybe it's uh, volunteer to do a reading of my work at a local library or as I travel, find bookstores and libraries that are willing to let me come in and do readings and signings. You know, that costs me nothing but time um, and a little effort. And sometimes they're going to say no, but when they do say yes, that's your free marketing opportunity. Uh, so, you know, these, this is, this takes a little bit of brain power. But treat it just like you treat writing your, your books. <laughs> you start with a blank page, right? Well, this is your blank page. And you're going to figure out how to fill it. Um, and, you know, to that end, by the way, it is worth your time to start cataloging resources as you go. I don't write these down, and maybe I should. Um, but as, you know, I keep a mental catalog of, of various resources that I encounter when I'm out in the world. Like when I travel, especially. So, you know, things, this could be things like um, local, the location of local bookstores or libraries. Um, it could be, um, you know, free software and apps that are available. It could be YouTube uh, vloggers and YouTube channels um, that are great resources. You know, YouTube, by the way, is one of my favorite go-to resources for this. It is the FIO tool of choice for the wordslinger. Because um, if I ever needed to know anything at all, I can go to YouTube and find someone who's willing to show me how to do it. Or show me how to get it. Or show me where to, you know, give me a review of something I was thinking of buying. YouTube uh, is, is an incredible resource for me. Um, so that's what you do. You go around in the world cataloging, mentally or otherwise, the, the resources and useful tools that you encounter. And this can include people, by the way, people you know. I would all, I would keep a list of, I do, I have a, a, a mental list again uh, of, uh, of people that I know and trust and like, uh, whom I can help when they need it, but whom I know I can approach for help when I need it. Um, you know, and I know their various skills, and I know their, I know their temperament. I know, you know, and if I know their needs then we can mutually benefit each other. And that's always the best relationship. Um, so I, I hope this is useful to you. Uh, this is uh, something I think about a lot. It's the way I operate. Um, it's working out really well for, for me and for Kara, frankly. We're, we're both um, embracing this as a kind of lifestyle, um, the whole FIO lifestyle. <laughs> Figure it out. It's... it's um, it sounds kind of oversimplified, I know. Like you're just saying, it's like saying, you know, I would I wouldn't want to say to someone if they came to me with a problem, you know, hey man, I'm I've got no book sales, I've got no way to pay for covers, I got no way to um, get you know pay for editing or get my book in layout. I just don't know what to do. I would never just look at them square in the eye and say, figure it out. <laughs> I would try to help them, 
But what I what I like, what I want is for authors in particular, for everyone really, but for authors in particular, to feel empowered. And the way you feel empowered is to start thinking about what you have and what you can do and how you can get to from A to Z with uh, with the map you have. Um, that's very important. You know, that's, that's something that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an effort. You know, there's a, there's some learned skill here. There's some, um, you know, dedication, perseverance. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of that, but it's about self-empowerment. Um, you know, a lot of times we kind of fall back on, we want, we want things provided for us. And I understand that impulse, believe me. Uh, and sometimes to the point of feeling like we're owed these, you know, these benefits or, or these services or, you know, the help. Um, I think your best approach in life is to, is to come at everything as if it's all going to come down to you. You are responsible for everything. You're responsible for what happens and you're responsible for what doesn't happen. You are responsible for what you have and you're responsible for what you don't have. You're responsible for what you do and what you know, and you're responsible for what you don't do and what you don't know. You catch the rhythm there. Um, I think that's the best approach because if you if you come at life that way, you you get to use your most valuable resource, which is you, your brain, your mind. Uh, it's amazing how much you can accomplish. You know, there are people who do the same. You know, you look through history, look through stories of people who persevered um, despite everything being against them. You know, I think about the guy, I think it's, I think the book is 147 hours. I think it's called the guy who, uh, he went for a hike. Uh, he didn't tell anybody where he's going. He's doing a little rock climbing and this rock falls and pins his arm, crushes his arm. He basically has to use a pocket knife and, you know, we'll just say remove the arm <laughs> and, uh, and rescue himself. But, he, you know, he, he found a way, uh, he survived because he was willing to do the unthinkable, really, you know, use the resources he had. Um, and he was, uh, otherwise he would have died there. So, you know, I think about stories like that and what we're capable of, you know, we were capable of so much more than we even imagine. <laughs> so I just want to encourage people to, uh, to constantly think about that, to constantly perceive the world in terms of what you can do, uh, what you can accomplish and what resources you have at your disposal. So, so we have so much more, uh, at our fingertips than, than we ever realize, you know, the, I love my iPhone. My iPhone is my the one device to rule them all, right? It's the um, it can be all things for me, uh, as far as what I need to publish. And I'm not even kidding. I mean, I can do 100% of my work with nothing but this iPhone. I don't even necessarily need a key, an external keyboard. I need an internet. Um, I need a path to the internet, <laughs> and that's it. And that's what this provides. So having this sort of remarkable tool, you know, it makes all my other tools seem that much more miraculous and I can get so much more out of them. So it's like the basics for me are an iPhone. That's the, that's the basic tool that I need for you. Uh, you know, and it doesn't have to be an iPhone. It's any smartphone, you know, 
And almost all of us have one. If you don't have one, I understand. You're probably not listening to this podcast. <laughs> if you don't have a smartphone. That's a reality, right? So um, having this tool allows me to do my work from anywhere, anytime. I was on an airplane, you know, flying home yesterday and uh, was able to uh, read and uh, rewrite and edit um, what I'd already done. I was able to add to it. And my keyboard was stashed in my bag and I didn't feel like getting it out. I just did it with um, my thumbs. And that was fine. <laughs> and I had internet access. I paid eight bucks, uh, but I got internet access. So I was able to check sales, check um, how things were going, uh, send notes to people I'm working with, do all the things that I had to do. And I'm on an airplane. Now, that's a whole new level of uh, productivity right there. Um, and it's all because of this resource I have. So you need to identify the resources in your life that are, that are most valuable to you. And uh, make sure you know all the ways in which they can be used. Uh, but don't limit yourself to just what you have. Lim you know, Start looking around to see what else is out there. I love when I travel. One of the things I love to do is find the free food. Because I can afford food. <laughs> but I like free food. Um, and there is always free food. Everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's going to be something. Either it's little packets of peanut butter and little cups of honey uh, and a little plastic spoon. And that's all. That's something. Right? <laughs> and they they have those, you know, you go to hotels and cafes. You can get free water sometimes, you know, free coffee sometimes. Free bread, you know, Panera bread, you know. They give you free bread. Free little jams and stuff. Stuff like that. So, that's it. Fio. Figure it out. That is the principle I wanted everybody to learn today. And with that, we are coming to a close. Uh, I hope you got something useful out of this. I hope it inspired you in some way. And I uh, hope you have a wonderful uh, week and month ahead. i got a lot more conferences coming up, but I'm going to try to check in as often as I can. So God bless. I'll see you next time. Hey, how you doing on money? I know that's a touchy subject, but uh, I got something that may help you out. See, I'm using an app called Acorns. And it helps me manage some investing, uh, put some money back, get a little interest. It's kind of nice to watch my money grow. So I want to share that with you. Go to kevintumlinson.com acorns and you'll get some free money. See you there. Slinger.